The best B2B SaaS companies in the world have made the shift towards a demand generation strategy focused on revenue. And Europe is falling behind. What about you? Isn't it about time you made the shift? On this podcast, we interview leaders at the forefront of modern demand generation to help you make the shift and join the movement. We need to drop the MQLs and focus on what matters, leading you into the future. This is Driving Demand, and this is your host, Adam Holmgren. Hey everyone, and welcome to this episode of Driving Demand. Today, my guest is Victor Carlson, co-founder at Albacross. Welcome, Victor. Thank you so much. Uh, and a lot of people in the Nordics and Europe, of course, know Albacross already. But can you start by just describing what you do and where you are in your journey as a company? Sure. So Albacross, we focus on first-party intent data. So uncovering demand on the website, primarily focus on the hidden funnel. So showing you exactly which kind of accounts are showing interest in real time and notifying sales and marketing uh, departments about those insights, essentially. So that's what we do. We are around 2 million ARR right now and, and growing uh, nowadays with profitable growth. So that's our main focus. Have, have you always had that focus of intent data or, or have like the focus of the company shifted during the years or have it always been like the same? Um, so to be honest, we have had a few pivots. I think that our main pivots have been on, on ABM. So we started focusing on account-based marketing, uh, back in the days, working with a lot of, you know, larger corporations and, and those kind of things. And then we were slightly focusing on the, on the data part instead. And, um, you know, so that we could create more values for a broader audience with this kind of intent data. So that's, you know, the primary focus and where it's been like last three, four years, I would say. I feel like that's, uh, you're not a real uh, startup or growing company if you're not pivoting at least a couple of times, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess you, you want to try different things and, and, and see where you can grow. And uh, I think the main focus for us has been really to, you know, create kind of sustainable growth as well and and we saw a lot of challenges with uh with account-based marketing space with the advertising technology space you know the programmatic landscape and all of that so yeah intent data is is, is a way better match for us and uh, primarily you know data driven as well yeah and it's also very you know cool to see that now in these times like last year was was tough for for many tech companies companies had to shift from you know growth at all costs and money was cheap and now it's all about having a sufficient growth and maybe more cost efficient um what what is your take on that have uh, have you seen that also at at albacross and yeah yeah i mean we've been in this space a few years so um i think it's it's more like you know getting back to a normal world and a you know a normal landscape pretty much <laughs> where we're more focused focused on you know driving a sustainable growth uh i think last year's you know during covid and so on was really crazy uh you know companies were just you know pouring in money into pretty much everything and uh you could see that with the kind of initiatives <laughs> that sales and marketing leaders you know were were up to as well 
that you, you know you were just you know putting money on on everything and and growth at all cost in, in pretty much every department yeah. in in the company so yeah uh, i think it's healthy that it's back to normal but for you know many many companies it's it's a big switch and for many many revenue leaders out yeah. there also it's it's a big challenge i would say uh when you, you have been used to this other climate um uh, of you know growing at any cost uh, so to say before we continue this episode i want to tell you about one of today's sponsors albacross i first started using albacross a few years ago to identify unseen website visitors and personalize the messaging on the web but only within a few years they've developed to be a key player when it comes to buyer intent data so you get account level insights into every interaction with a potential buyer from albacross from awareness all the way down to retention. And it means that Albacross makes it easier to answer all of these key demand questions that we have. Which accounts are ready to buy and should be sent to sales? Which ad campaign are driving the most ICP buyers? And what is my ideal customer account interested in and how can I better reach them? So if you are trying to figure out these problems, check them out at albacross.com and they'll help you out. And now back to the episode. And I, I feel the same. It's like, as a marketer, we are way more having to prove that what we are doing is providing, you know, sufficient ROI. We have to prove that we as a marketing department often uh, is not a cost center, but they, that we actually um, have a positive impact on the revenue. Uh, yeah. So I think that is, yeah, it's really... And it's probably also quite positive for you as a company, I would think. Like you're you're working in, as you say, the intent data uh, space. You're working with, you know, actually targeting people you believe have sort some sort of intent that should <laughs> probably lead to more revenue, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, back in the days, a few years ago, you know, everyone were just you know pouring in money in in advertising, in AdWords, LinkedIn, and all of those things. So. There was the primary focus were not, you know, to uncover the hidden funnel because, you know, it's better to just get conversions to get, you know, more signups and, and more, you know, demos and <laughs> those kind of things. So, uh, but nowadays it's, it's way easier for us to, to exist and, and, you know, to create value since everyone, you know, need to streamline processes to, you know, see what they can do to optimize things and, I think the overall goal for many companies is really okay, you know, do as much as they can with what they have and, you know, do what, you know, yeah, not increase the demand. I mean, obviously, you always want to increase the demand, but more like, okay, how can we optimize the existing demand? And that's essentially where Albacross comes in, you know, really well. Yeah, and that's a very good point for 2023. I think that's exactly what companies are trying to do now. Okay, how can we work with a less marketing budget and, you know, try to increase what already exists and maybe not focus on too much long-term stuff? I think that's... Um, and I also, as you said, with Google Ads, I actually, I, I hate Google Ads as a channel. It's it's the, it's the one I find the, the least enjoyable because it's so easy to kind of throw money and never see it again. That's like the... <laughs> Because it's so hard to like, it's hard to hard to know on Google that anyone have any intent on what they are searching for. Like if someone's searching for, 
you know, CRM as a category, you have no idea what kind of intent they have. It's, it's impossible to know. They could be ready to buy, but they could also just be searching for the topic. Um, and I think that's a big shift we see also, like people are throwing less and less money on Google Ads maybe uh, and finding other ways to target these more intent buyers. Yeah, I mean, you know, back in the days when you when you were like um, looking for different tools, solutions, whatever it might be, you just saw that like CRM providers and other providers out there in the in the software space, they were just, you know, you know, they shown up on pretty much every keyword that you were Googling for. And nowadays that has changed a lot, <laughs> yeah. you know, people being a little bit more restrictive on, on what they are actually putting money on, which I think is healthy in, in, you know, in the long run, I guess. Yeah. Maybe we can, um, maybe Google can earn a bit less money on their, on their ads for a while. That's, uh, that will also be healthy maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, uh, yeah. yeah, if we, if we, Talk a bit more more deeply about intent data. We have been talking at you know, high level about it now, but I, I think there are so many people talking about intent and intent data. Okay, what, what is intent? And I think there are, it's really tricky. There are, you know, it's very, it's a lot of dif different definitions and, and stuff like that. So maybe we can just start with you explaining a bit about, you know, what is intent data? Like giving us a brief overview. Sure. Sounds like a good idea. So, I mean, intent data nowadays is pretty much a buzzword. So, and, and it's been like that for, I would say, the last two, three years. Um, I would say that there are two main intent data, um, you know, aspects to look at. So you have third-party intent data and first-party intent data. So third-party intent data is where you are, you know, looking at intent signals from, third-party sources. It could be, you know, publishers. It could be, you know, if you're looking at, you know, G2 and, and those kind of things. So essentially, when a prospect is showing intent uh, somewhere where it's, you know, not your own channel, so to speak. Um, and then you have first-party yeah. intent data, which is, is mainly on the actual website and your own website then. So looking at your own data and what you have, you know, created in terms of demand and how you can utilize that for, uh, you know, for sales and marketing purposes, essentially. Before we continue this episode, I want to tell you about one of today's sponsors, Enrich. During last year, every single conversation within tech has been about the macro environment. Companies are looking to be more cost efficient while growing. Companies are looking to spend their marketing dollars wisely. And companies are more and more looking into ABM to solve this. But ABM can be really, really daunting, which is why I'm so happy to partner with a European company that collects everything you need for a successful ABM program under one umbrella. ICP creation, intent data, audience builder, ABM advertising, they have it all. So have you just started or are looking to do more ABM in 2023? They are right now offering free ABM diagnostics to set your program up for success. You'll find the link in the description. And now, Back to the episode. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think those two are very different. We, you know, I've been utilizing some third-party intent data before, like from G2, as an example, like people that have watched our profile on G2. Yeah. They have maybe some sort of intent that we can utilize, um, which is quite interesting. Um, but maybe more interesting is the, the first-party intent data, right? Who on our site, seems to be 
uh, most ready to buy here and why are they not converting? That is a really interesting question for 2023, I feel like. Yeah, and I, I generally, you know, compare it to when you look at the funnel in general, you know, you start in the bottom of a funnel when you want to hack things and optimize things. And it's pretty much the same with the intent data. Like yeah. bottom of the funnel, you have the intent signals on your own website. And that's essentially where you should start to just make sure that you know, okay, who are actually looking at us right now and what are they interested in? Once you have that in place and, you know, have yeah. that optimized and, you know, making sure that you are taking action on those things in, in different ways, then you can go beyond and look, okay, what are the other intent signals that we could find and, and look at essentially? Uh, and I think what would you say are like the most important things to look at when you, when you buy intent data? I think the the two main aspects to really look into is okay, how are we, you know, gathering and filtering and qualifying those intent signals? That's like number one. And the, the second part is more around like, okay, how are we actually making sure to take action on those things in you know in a streamlined and efficient way? Because otherwise you just end up having a lot of intent data yeah. like, oh, it's really nice, you know, as a marketer to sit there, it's like, oh, I can qualify those buyers. I can see exactly what they've done on, on the site. And, you know, oh, those kind accounts have been on the pricing page, et cetera, et cetera. But if you don't have any action on that, yeah. it's just, you know, it's nice and valuable insights for a marketer, but it will not, you know, generate revenue in, in any sense. So, I mean, obviously start looking at, okay, what kind of buyers do we have on, on the site and, you know, look at how you can qualify them in different ways, you know, how you can filter out your ICP and, and those kind of things. That's the, the most relevant part to begin with. And once you have figured out that in, in a good way, you can then go into more processes, you know, CRMs, those kind of things, and more think about, okay, how can I yeah. actually uh, take action on this? Um, and I would say that in general, there are two different ways of looking at, you know, the action part, so to say. So one way is more from a marketing perspective. So essentially what you would do, Adam, is like, okay, how can we generate more demand mm -hmm. from um, the, the intent signals that we have? Um, in, in that sense, it's easy yeah. to you know, just connect that data to, for example, in our case, our LinkedIn integration and those kind of things. Uh, to nurture those accounts that have shown a high buying intent. And the other part is obviously on the sales side. Okay, connect the data into your CRM, into Salesforce, into HubSpot, maybe further into your, you know, outbound team so that they can take action within the technology that they are using. Like get those buying signals straight into Salesforce, which yeah. is just an example. Um, yeah. yeah and so I, I really like what you said. It's like, it's in this, in these types of, it's almost like we have touched upon before. Like if you are going to start ABM, you, you are going to buy like six cents because it makes sense. You have heard that to, to do ABM, you need this platform. It's almost the same with intended, right? You buy it, but you don't, maybe you don't have a plan for how to use it. Then it, it doesn't matter. You, you, it will just sit there, but if yeah. you actually, you know, have a plan for it, it will be super powerful. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think it's really important to evaluate a few different providers when it comes to intent data in general. I think the whole like buzzword itself came a lot from the US with, you know, with Sixens, with Demandbase, with, with Bombora and so on. Uh, and in Europe, yeah. we have a few other providers. So 
um, I think looking at it from like, if I would be a buyer, I would really look into like, okay, what are the main geographics that we are, you know, targeting? Where, you know, do we have our customers? And make sure to evaluate a few different providers mm -hmm. to see, okay, which provider, you know, are the best, which provider has the best coverage within those areas that we are, you know, working within. Because it varies a lot, I would say. Before we continue this episode, I want to tell you about one of today's sponsors, HockeyStack. HockeyStack is a marketing solution that lets you collect and connect your marketing, product, revenue, and sales data to really understand what drives revenue. And from that, you can easily answer important business-related questions such as, what sales playbooks are bringing in the most customers? What is our demo win rate and ACV from paid ad campaigns? And how much expansion revenue is driven by the customer success team? And you do this by simply adding one line of code to your website and product. It couldn't be more simple to start understanding your data and revenue already tomorrow. So check them out at hockeystat.com. And now back to the episode. And I feel like the real magic behind intent data, so at least what I've seen is when both sales and marketing really utilize the same data. And that is, that is a bit what we are trying to do now at can accept as an example like if we both target you know the buyers that we believe have the highest intent from marketing and we do it from the sales side we might connect on linkedin we might outreach email at the same time that that feels like the golden like so that's how we actually create more revenue uh, so it feels like it can be used in the entire revenue organization almost yeah no i definitely agree and you know when you talk about intent data in general you know, people think about sales as the main part, like, okay, I can find intent signals and, you know, reach out to those prospects and, you know, go from there. But I would say marketing has, you know, a, a great value in this as well. Essentially looking at it also from an attribution model, you know, you can gather a lot of insights and just looking at, okay, uh, what are the main prospects that are coming to the websites and how are we driving them there? I mean, I know a lot of our clients, they are connecting our, our data into their Google Analytics dashboards. And then they can see not from like the conversions, yeah. they can see like, okay, those channels, what kind of accounts are they actually driving to the website? And that can help them to, you know, earlier understand yeah. that the campaigns are, you know, great or, or not. Um, and also from an ABM perspective, um, if you have 10 or 50 accounts that you are, let's say you're targeting them on LinkedIn, you are, you know, doing certain email campaigns, you are doing a lot of different, you know, initiative towards those accounts, you want to measure that in, in some sense. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with ABM, it's not about conversions and so on. It's more about, you know, longer sales cycles and those kind of things. So um, also there, you know, measure in, in Google Analytics, okay, those accounts that we are interested in, you can actually create an audience of those accounts and see how are we driving them to the website? You know, are we increasing organic traffic yeah. from those accounts or not over time? So I think that also goes a lot, you know, hand in hand with, you know, uh, the landscape today and making sure that you are, you know, doing initiatives from a marketing perspective that are, uh, you know, valuable and gives you a return on investment long term. No, I think that's a really interesting one because often we think of, you know, we have our ICP. Uh, if we do LinkedIn ads, as an example, we make sure that we are only targeting that ICP. 
Yeah. Um, but when we look at our own site, often, often the goals we have are like, yeah, we want to increase traffic by X amount. We want to increase conversions, but yeah. rarely we segment that traffic into our ICP. So looking at, okay, how much of our traffic is actually coming from our ICP? Uh, yeah. And that is a thing I, I think could be, you know, a game changer for, for a lot of companies to know that, okay, this channel in organic traffic, as an example, seems to drive a big portion of our ICP to our site. How can we drive more of that? Yeah. Like those no, qualitative I, buyers. I definitely agree. And, and there's always, you know, that balance as well, you know, management want to have, you know, more MQLs, more SQLs, more conversions and so on. And marketing <laughs> need to prove that, you know, the initiatives they are driving when it comes to content marketing and other initiatives that those initiatives will bring return in, of investment long-term. So if you as a marketer can prove that, okay, all of those initiatives that we are driving, you know, they make sure that we are increasing organic traffic and engagement from a certain ICP or from certain, you know, specific mm -hmm. high valuable accounts, then you are, you know, I would say really, really much on the right path or also with, you know, today's landscape when, you know, there's more pressure on marketing to actually, uh, you know, showcase return on investment yeah. and showcase the real value. So, yeah. What would, what would you say are more like some of the more common intent signals on our side? Is it like someone have visited the pricing page or, or like, yeah. So we, we generally divide them in, in two parts. So there are the, the first part is more, you know, when a prospect is doing, you know, discovery, they are, you know, looking at blogs and, you know, those kind of things. They are very early in the sales cycle. They want to understand maybe what is buying intent, those kind of blog posts, you know, so they are reading yeah. more about the landscape itself and, and the challenges and those kind of things. So it's more, um, more of that. And, and the other part is more bottom funnel intent, which is, you know, pricing page, um, the demo page, uh, success cases, those kind of things. Yeah. So it's all about, you know, creating uh, an environment within the application to make sure that you uh, divide those uh, both intent signals in different um, aspects. And for the first one, it's really important to then nurture them with ads. And, you know, we have a new, new integration to LinkedIn, so you can just, you know, distribute those signals straight into LinkedIn and then continuously to nurture the right personas on LinkedIn with ads there automatically. So, uh, yeah, there are different aspects of, of, of doing yeah. it. Yeah, I guess it's a different thing with like showing some intent towards the category is one thing like show, then you show, you know, you might be interested eventually in the category, but then like bottom funnel is more, you show eventually intent into actually buying the solution. So of course that's, that's very different. Um, yeah, in the, okay. in the latter part, the, the bottom funnel, you might want to outreach uh, right away, as an example. Yeah, so then then you want to have an alert straight to uh, your BDRs, and you know, just make sure that they reach out right away. Um, but yeah, yeah, and if we if we focus a bit more on Albacross, then in twenty twenty three, can you talk a little bit about you know? where you are looking to grow in 2023, um, how the landscape is looking for you, what you're excited about. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great question. I mean, we're focused on profitable growth, like many other companies nowadays. Uh, we 
uh, want to make sure to, you know, streamline the processes. That's where we have focused a lot to make sure that it's, you know, easy to buy the solution for pretty much anyone. So even if you're a smaller company or a larger organization, when you're coming into our website, we want to make sure that the buyer experience is really simplified and, you know, that we, that you can see the value as soon as possible. So that's one way that, that, you know, and from a, from a revenue perspective, it's all about, you know, increasing revenue per lead. Um, so yes, you know, optimizing small parts in the journey, optimize the, the marketing journey, optimize the, the sales journey, uh, focus, you know, heavily on retention to make sure that, um, you know, the customers are, are staying with us and that they get the value. So make sure that those things that I talked about earlier, you know, that, okay, who's the end user and how do we, you know, distribute the data to the end user so that you can, you know, clearly see their return on investment. That's where we focus a lot with our uh, success team to make sure that, okay, you know, those insights should, you know, come to the right uh, persons within the company and they should be able to act on it uh, continuously. So, yeah, I would say that's that's the main focus for for Albacross um, during 2023. Uh, You know, just continue to grow within our key markets, which is Europe and, and the US and yeah. Yeah, and that uh, would be a perfect end- ending, I think. Thank you so much for joining us today, Victor. Thanks a lot, Adam. Nice having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Driving Demand, the podcast where you can learn everything about demand gen and how to make the shift towards revenue. Are you ready to step into the future and join the movement? Join our community for B2B marketers obsessed with revenue on drivingdemand.io. See you next time on Driving Demand.